Welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast. I'm Koji Bentumulians. The VA Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. With a week to the 16th edition of Meetings Africa in Johannesburg, South Africa, a leading voice in the business event and my sector, Linda Pereira, is urging businesses in the industry to use the event to sharpen their skill set and be abreast with the evolving needs of the market. She says the MICE Masterclass will be a refresher course and a learning curve for practitioners in the industry. Welcome to the Tourism Podcast, and I have Linda Pereira. She's an astute uh, business event, uh, I don't want to say, uh, expert uh, executive and founder of CPL Events, right? <laughs> I'm right. Okay, Linda, good afternoon, and can you introduce yourself? Hello. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, um, I've been in the meeting industry for over 35 years. I have gone from uh, working for third parties, working for the European Parliament, working for major companies to owning my own company and working around the world. Uh, I specialize in bidding for events. I'm also an international consultant for destinations who want to uh, be or become, eventually become stars in the meetings industry. Um, I, uh, I often uh, work uh, on major bids for major events like Olympics and and football and sports and medicine. And my passion is actually bidding, but I also work on organizing. And I like working with business events and my favorite are business and political events. Those are my favorite, my absolute favorite, because I love all the negotiation and the wheeling and dealing. Wow, you have everything under your sleeve. <laughs> and that's- uh, I that, love it. You know, that's a proper time to say an expert and, and, and you have all, or uh, those uh, resources under uh, under your sleeve. Now let's get. I recall that we met in uh, South Africa in September. Obviously, during the time of that, um, uh, you know, Africa was planning to really have a major event, and we, we saw what happened at the event. Now, in terms of where we are now, if you are to give an assessment, what would that be? Mm. Okay, I think that we are at a a really good place now. Um, uh, most European countries have and will uh, uh, very soon declare um, uh, this virus as um, endemic and not as a pandemic. And so it has become a little bit like uh, the influenza, like flu. Uh, we will start having vaccines annually. Already you can see uh, Moderna is creating um, a flu-like vaccine which will start taking once a year uh, and then we will uh, they will create uh, um, updates with the pills that we can take now and then if we have symptoms but it has become endemic and I think now if you haven't had it yet you must have it eventually you will have it and it because it makes you immune I have to tell you I'm fully vaccinated and I still caught it and I'm now I'm I'm in I've got a recovery certificate so it's going to be a way of life it'll be like me 
I have the vaccine, the flu vaccine every year in October. And now I'll start having the flu vaccine every year and the, the virus vaccine every year as well. So it's going to become a way of life. Um, so we're moving positively forward. It is absolutely fundamental to move away from these very, very silly fake news about the vaccine and start working towards getting everybody vaccinated. It's important to vaccinate in Africa so that we save lives. That is the most important thing, saving lives. And it's important that we now take it in our stride and start looking at it as a seasonal thing that we might catch and that we have to be careful about. But events are back events are back all over Europe. Um, the airlines are back. We're working towards, for example, we started having events of about a thousand people already everywhere in Europe. We need to unite uh, clients internationally, need to unite and uh, drive events to places like um, Af across Africa, because we need to support their recovery. Recovery is essential so that uh, there is economic development. And I look at uh, the next three months is very, very positive. We're seeing bookings up to 2019 levels uh, in Europe. And I, I, my ambition is that it becomes worldwide. People are a little bit afraid at the moment. They're see, waiting to see what's going to happen. But I think that people are desperate to go back to live. And you can see that now as bookings rise tremendously. You can see bookings coming on really, really quickly. So I really believe that we're moving towards a worldwide endemic virus. No, you are right. I mean, you are right. I've been, uh, you know, a witness to how, you know, tourism is coming back, events are coming back in the last three, four months. I've been in Europe and other parts of the world. And you can see that the appetite now is there for people to travel. Now, uh, if you look at, uh, I mean, for example, I mean, we are all welcoming the news that, uh, you know, governments are beginning to ease the restrictions. But uh, yeah. we say that um, more and more uh, governments and even, even like African governments should take a cue from what the UK government did with respect to uh, scrapping of, uh, of, uh, of uh, pre-testing uh, uh, protocols and other things that, the experts see that as part of, of, of the bottlenecks to our recovery? Mm -hmm. Look, this pre-testing thing is, is getting out of hand. I'm now looking at this pre-testing, the countries that are clinging on. I mean, let's be honest, you know me, so you know that I'm very sincere and I say what I think. And I think it's just a financial thing now. It is an excuse to bring money into different things because I believe that if people have had the three vaccines, that you should, we should start, especially from the client, the origins of the clients, destination you need to stop this because I remember my last visit uh, to Africa it cost me more in testing than in travel um, tests 48 hours before I arrive tests upon arrival which makes no sense how would I have symptoms between testing 48 hours before and testing on arrival and then testing two days late and then testing three days late and then testing it, it makes no sense uh, governments have to move towards recognizing certificates, vaccination certificates, recognizing recovery certificates, 
and uh, and starting to accept this because it is restrictive. It will impede the recovery. It will irritate clients, especially groups and especially meetings because then the meeting becomes responsible for uh, 50, 60, 100, 150 um, tests, and it becomes an enormous expense on top of the traveling, on top of everything else. And there are, there's so much competition. They will just choose another destination. So this is no longer just um, a thing. It must. It's now becoming an impediment to recovery. So governments have to wise up and take decisions and recognize what everybody else is recognizing. It's not new. Everyone else is doing it. So let's move forward now. Good. Now, uh, luckily in Africa, I mean, as you've always been... Uh, you know, part of uh, Meetings Africa and looking at uh, an event that begins the, the mine sector in Africa. We're going to have it again in the next uh, 10 days. And yes. uh, if I were to ask you, uh, you know, specifically about the masterclass, which has become a permanent fixture, uh, why is it now very important, you know, in, 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 in such a time? It's absolutely fundamental because the industry that we left in 2019 with the pandemic is not the same industry that we have in 2022. It is, but it has evolved. It has developed greatly. Um, strategies are different. Uh, the way that we do things are different. The way that we finance things are different. The way that we organize things are different. And it's not on our side because for us, it has been a magnificent learning curve. It is also on the client side. The contracting is different. The way that you buy destinations is different. The insurances that you have to have in place are different the demands of the clients are different. So the masterclass will serve greatly as um, a refresher course and also as a learning curve so that we don't have to um, do things by trial and error, that we come out and face the clients with knowledge up our sleeve and with strategies that we can demonstrate to them that we know how to do it, we're ready to take take action and we're ready to go. I've been watching places like South Africa and I've been watching places like Rwanda who have implemented during this downtime really good strategies to teach their their industry and their whole ecosystem um, new things and how things have changed and how beneficial this has been and how much it has given them an added advantage. And I think the masterclass will give that to everyone else. Okay, now as we, you know, end our conversation, if you are to advise the actors in the tourism ecosystem, especially, you know, for the mice, what do you think that they should look out for? And again, we've seen that, uh, uh, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of things changed. And if we are to take the positives into a transition and post-COVID, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the name? In our post-COVID uh, strategies, what would that be? What would be your advice to the sector in Africa? One of the great things that has changed is the fact that we have the technology has developed so greatly. It has opened not only a door to the world, but a window to the world. We can now reach our hand out through technology and have greater sales strategies, greater positioning. We can reach clients without having to travel to them. We can more easily connect with them 
through conversations in order to position our products and our know-how and our expertise. So it's more about connecting with clients and showing them that we are ready to handle anything that they put in front of us. So it's very important to attend things like Meetings Africa, to attend things like IMEX, to attend events where uh, we, at least once or twice a year, learn from our colleagues, connect, develop, share and grow. But it's also very important for us to understand what new tools are available through technology for us to multiply our access to our clients. And that is going to be tremendously advantageous to the ecosystem in Africa, to be able to directly talk to their clients and to expand their markets. Now, a business event is uh, expected to play a key role in uh, Africa's uh, uh, tourism recovery, if not even for the whole uh, sector. Uh, what's your projections as an expert on how mines or business events uh, can come back to, if you like, uh, pre-pandemic uh, levels? I think it's going to come back really quickly because I, from everything that I've heard, we do research every year in January and our research tells us that uh, out of about 3,200 corporate clients that we've been in touch with, more than 87% do not believe in the results of the online events. They believe in face-to-face -face and live events. They believe in events that bring um, the connection, the human connection. And also they believe in events that bring a new experience. Gone are the sage on stage philosophies, gone are the mega ballrooms, because now we can project online as well. What they're looking for is more creative solutions, outdoor spaces, open air spaces. And Africa has exactly the tools that it can bring to the table. It's about packaging them. And I think that by 2023, we will not only be back to levels of 2019, but I think that Africa has all the advantages of way, way uh, exceeding their levels before. It's about learning how to package and how to position. And if the right packaging is put in place, I really believe that this is truly the decade of Africa. Linda Pereira, thank you so much for your time. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I thank you for, your, for inviting me, Kojo. And I wish everyone great, great success in the coming years. Yeah.